Hello, children of God. Welcome back to Marie Speaks God's Grace Bible Study. This is season four of this beautiful ministry where we go book by book, verse by verse, studying the true, incorruptible, infallible, everlasting, living Word of God. Now, before we get into the intro, I wanted to come on and say hello and blessings be to the ever-loving, living God. Thank you for coming back to another wonderful season. I want to encourage everyone to gather their favorite version of the Bible. Maybe some water, maybe some coffee, maybe even some tea. Get your notebook, get your pens and paper, because we are going to dive into the biblical teaching reading out of the Geneva 1560 edition of the Bible, and then the historical teaching reading out of a Bible's handbook along with other sources that you can find off of our main social media page at minds.com, Marie Speaks God's Grace Bible Study, and then we will go into a spiritual teaching reading out of the Blue Stone Torah. Now, these teachings are made to encourage and educate the church on the true living gospel of our Father who is in heaven. Now, a little bit of housekeeping. Donations are always appreciated. So if the Spirit so leads you by our Father to donate, please do. The links are in the description box. Or what really helps out is helping pay for advertising. How can you do this? Well, I'm glad you asked. A like and a heart and a share roughly is a donation of about $35 to $55, depending on your, uh, your friends list. So please, children of God, go out there, like, heart, and share, and let's share the good news. Now, let's get into our intro, and I pray in Jesus' name we all get something out of this Bible study. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Marie Speaks God's Grace. Let's begin with our Star Spangled Banner. 
followed by the Pledge of Allegiance and a prayer, which we will also call a benediction to our Father in Heaven. to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands one nation under God indivisible with liberty and justice Hello, children of God. Welcome back to Marie Speaks God's Grace Bible Study. Today we are going to be going over the book of Numbers, chapter 9. I'm excited about this Bible study because I feel God has shown us throughout His Word what He expects of us and how He expects us to conduct our daily lives and that our lives are to be something glorious of him so as we gather today and celebrate another wonderful sabbath i pray others just consider what our father in heaven tells us vice what any one of this world tells us let's consider that maybe god has our best intentions in mind. Maybe God wants to lead and guide us. Maybe God put forth before us guidance and words to show us how to keep us safe and preserve our life until our Christ returns. Let's pray and remember our God is a God of love 
and God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son so that those who believe in him will not perish, but might have, might have an eternal life through him forever and ever and ever. Father God, as we come before you today, we thank you for leading and guiding us. We thank you for giving us your written word. We thank you for preserving your written word, Lord, so that we could read and study and learn of you. So when others try to come against us and try to be like the serpent and try to get us to question what our Father has clearly instructed us that we will stand together. We will stand on the rock that is our Christ and we will say, we know the God that we serve. We know the words that our God has spoken to us. We know God's law for he has written it on our hearts and our heart belongs to him. Jesus Christ, the love of our life, our savior died so that we will be forgiven for each and every sin. And that hasn't given us an excuse to continue sinning, but it has given us a reason to turn from that sin. Jesus paid it all because he loves us and because you love us, God. And we just pray to get closer and closer to you, Lord, to read, learn, and study your word. And read and learning and studying your word that we will truly, truly begin to not care what this world says. Not think of things that are not of you. Not focus on things that can clearly be undone in a second, Lord. But instead, we focus. We focus on the one who is the reason for everything. Our God Almighty, our Jesus Christ, and your beautiful Holy Spirit. We pray this all in the mighty name of our Jesus Christ of Nazareth, filled with the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, and sealed with the blood of Christ. Amen and amen. Well, children of God, welcome back to Marie Speaks God's Grace Bible Study. As I explained before, we are going to be going over the book of Numbers chapter 6 in today's Bible study. I love this chapter and before we get into it though, let's go over a little bit of housekeeping. What you see on the screen before you is our Minds.com social media page. It is our main social media page that we use. Um, our updates are always on here, so please come and check them out. But if you click on the link that says articles, that will take you to our latest blog post. Now I have completed already 
the next Bible study, which will be Numbers chapter 10. But as I explained before, today we're going over Numbers chapter 9. For those that would like to read along or read ahead, we always post this far before the Bible study. And our previous Bible studies are posted here for everyone to go ahead and read and study on your own the beautiful word of our living God. Amen and amen. If you go to our website, mariespeaksgodsgrace.live, because we serve a living God, and you click under Season 4 blog page, you can go to this week's Bible study, Preparation for the Journey, Part 3, Numbers Chapter 9. As always, we love to go over the historical part of every Bible study chapter and then we go into the biblical part of the teaching we'll be reading out of the geneva 1560 edition of the bible that is my favorite version of the bible i feel that our father in heaven led us to but you are more than welcome to use whatever version of the bible that you like just understand different translations have different translations <laughs> so let's get into the historical part of numbers chapter 9. Now, I like to use Haley Bible's handbook. There are many Bible handbooks, but this one is mine that I found at a thrift store for the right price of maybe a dollar and fifty cents. Yes. Um, the links are here because we went over the historical part for this Haley Bible's handbook part in uh, Numbers chapter 7. So please go and check those videos out. The link is provided here on the blogs for those who would like to read those portions. Otherwise, we're going to continue on to Richard's Complete Bible Handbook. Marie, why do you use so many different Bible handbooks? Well, I'm glad you asked. That's a great question. I take Bible handbooks as a suggestion of others points of view of the chapters that we are studying as we have stated before and shown different bible study handbooks have different authors and so on and so they're going to focus on different topics even for the same bible study chapter i believe this is how god highlights certain bible verses to us he will do it for others so i like to have several different options to look at and that's how i like to show others how to study and then whenever you're studying in your own personal time god will direct you how he wants you to study his word amen how i do it is just just take it as a suggestion or leading because this bible study is for beginning christians who Maybe they've read the Word of God, but they've never studied the Word of God. Or maybe beginner Christians who always wanted to read the Bible, but they would fall asleep. <laughs> or maybe it was just too complex for them to understand. I try to present options so we can help encourage the beginners in the church to stay the course to keep reading even when you get tired even when you get frustrated even when you get all the devil's trying to send you all these distractions amen i just want to do my part to help others and help teach others what <sighs> blessings be to god you know jesus taught me along the way because i promise you i didn't have anyone showing me this and i think it would have been a lot easier if i had 
Amen. All right. So let's go over what Richard's Bible's handbook says for Numbers chapter 9. The Passover kept. Now we have done several videos on what the Passover is and why God calls us to observe his biblical feast. I know that certain Christian groups um, like to argue that it's the new covenant so they don't believe in celebrating the biblical feast. I'm not in agreement with that. I do not believe that biblical feasts are simply for Hebrews and Jews. I believe when God said, this is a statue forever, God meant it. <laughs> and I believe that God rather have us observe his biblical feasts than these earthly holidays. If we were to even study these earthly holidays, we would find out that these earthly holidays are not rooted in the word of God. In fact, many of these earthly holidays go completely against the word of God. Um, so whenever we study, it's just my suggestion, literally ask, picture yourself praying in the spirit and asking God, God, what would you prefer me to celebrate the Passover or me to celebrate Easter? You see what I'm saying? And the world will say they're one and the same, but I guarantee you, God, <laughs> God is not double-minded. God is not lukewarm. God is sure about himself and what he has told us. I can pretty much guarantee that God remembers because God says it in his word several times and God remembered. Amen. Amen in Jesus name. All right, let's read this. On the first anniversary of leaving Egypt, the people kept the Passover, hallelujah, God's people. Even those ritually unclean are permitted to keep part in this, or take part in this redemption, hallelujah, redemption celebration. In fact, all of Israel is required to participate. Let me read that one more time, in fact, all of Israel is required to participate. Now, I saw a lesson a while ago. I don't even know who this pastor is. I'm going to be quite honest. But they stated, because Christians are not Israeli, <laughs> that we don't need to keep the biblical feast. And when I heard that pastor say that, and I was like, girl, what are you smoking? <laughs> Israel and Israeli are, have two completely different meanings, okay? Well, actually three. Israel is a location, absolutely 100%. But Israel is also a nation of people, amen? And Israeli is a completely different people group. So I want to state that because as beginner Christians, we, many of us most likely don't have our discernment muscles built up yet. You know, we're not jacked on the Lord yet. And we, if we do not just go to God and confirm, just go to God and confirm anytime something sounds a little bit odd or in case someone says you should do something or you shouldn't do something, just go to God and ask. Because God will do a whole lot of things, but he will not lie to you. Amen? Amen. That's the deceiver's job. But God is a God of truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
All right. So in fact, all of Israel is required to participate. Throughout history, each Jew is expected an annual relive and affirms God's salvation. So in one sentence, we hear the nation of Israel is required, correct? Then throughout history, each Jew is expected an annual relive to affirm God's uh, salvation. So Israel is a nation and there is a Jewish nation. All right. Then there is the Jewish religion, for lack of better words, or relationship with God. We need to not confuse the two if we are to completely understand what God's commandment is. Jews and Hebrews are two separate nations. Every Hebrew can be a Jew, but every Jew is not Hebrew. We have covered this before. Please go back to our Bible study during the book of Exodus when many were grafted in those who choosed, chose excuse me, to receive God as their God. Even Egyptians were grafted into the, um, the nation of Israel. Those would be the strangers to the faith, the newcomers, the baby Christians, so to speak, to the faith, right? So every Hebrew can be a Jew, but every Jew is not a Hebrew. We are talking nations and blood here. Amen. So when this Bible study, this Bible study handbooks in one sentence says the nation of Israel is required. And then throughout history, each Jew understand that these are two different people groups. Hallelujah that will probably help others if we were to say this correctly in fact every one who knows that god yahweh is their father in heaven who has accepted jesus christ as the lord and savior and who has been filled with the holy ghost upon that beautiful baptism hallelujah and accepting jesus as their christ they are required to celebrate god's salvation Amen. If we were to put it into today's understanding and truth in the context. Does that make sense? I pray that makes sense. Obviously, I am coming to a place where I believe we should be celebrating the biblical feast based off of Jesus being our salvation. Others might see it a different way. Always go to God and confirm. The guiding cloud. Hallelujah. Numbers chapter 9, 15 Verse 15 through 23, now as Israel, the nation, is about to move on, the writer, who is Moses, focuses on the cloud, fiery pillar, suspended over the tabernacle, which at this point is not a solid structure. Remember, it is a tent that was purposely meant to be something they would uh, build down break down and build up it was meant to be a tent of meetings that was portable because the nation of israel is traveling for 40 years in the desert because they were stiff-necked and hard-headed <laughs> all right if the cloud rises which is the spirit 
presence of the Lord our God being visible and weight felt for the nation of Israel. Um, for the nation of Israel's... The word shouldn't be convenience. I don't want to say convenience. For a physical showing of God's existence upon them where they are. We'll say it that way. Amen. For their um, benefits. Thank you, Father. For the nation of Israel's benefit. God allowed his presence to be seen and felt by the nation of Israel. It was felt in his Holy Spirit, but it was made visible through a cloud by day in a pillar of fire by night over this tabernacle which is a portable tent of meeting amen if the cloud rises israel is to break camp and follow the beautiful cloud of god if the cloud settles israel is to camp they are to go only where god leads hallelujah i wish we were disobedient and only when he determines it is time if we could wait on the lord for so many things wouldn't so many of our problems just be alleviated right if we were patient and obedient children to god our money would be saved not that it's about money but god gave us his word to make life abundant for us and that is in all things when god wanted us to be whole he meant mind body spirit and soul but guess who gets in the way i know some of y'all thinking it's the devil yes it is the devil but who allows lucifer the devil and satan in which we rebuking yeshua's great name us by living lives that are not according to god's word so i truly believe if we just sat down and focused, prayed with God, read about God, we would know what our Father in Heaven expects and wants of us. Then we could help protect us from ourselves. Because sometimes ourselves is the worst enemy, right? Ooh, Father, forgive us. Now, the next Bible study handbook we are going to be going over, and I do have a hard copy of this. I provide all the links for those um, for others to read ahead or read on their own time or maybe use this one or you'll find your own bible study handbook that you like um so i try to keep the cost down for everybody i found this bible study handbook for the beautiful price of maybe a dollar because miss marie be finding the deals because miss marie be praying before she goes out and god leads her so i found this one and here's a screenshot with the link for those who would like to read on their own now this bible study handbook takes the take of this numbers chapter 9 it states ruling rulings about the passover no one may opt out of celebrating the passover see exodus chapter 12 and the link is provided for that class that we did in this blog but the absentee and anyone ritually unclean at the time may observe the Passover one month later. So someone at this point in time could not make the excuse that all oh, darn, all shucks, I'm ritually unclean. I guess I can't observe the Passover, right? Because sometimes us as Christians, you know, <laughs> 
sometimes we try to make excuses to not have to follow God's word. And let's just be honest, sometimes we are just downright lazy, um, downright, you know, kind of disrespectful. Think about it, right? Because God, God paid the biggest price of all to save us. And here we are, we can't manage to put a nice meal together and sit down and say prayers to our Father. Bare minimum, right? That's the bare minimum observing Passover. But um, yeah, we could do better. Let's do better in Jesus' name. I really like the next chapter that it says in here describing of the cloud uh, by day and the fire by night. This Bible study handbook states God's guidance in the wilderness was a clear and visible reality. Ooh, I would have loved to have been there and be able to see God's presence among us. That way there could be no denying, you know, that God exists. We know God exists, but there's obviously individuals out there who say, oh, the Bible was written by men thousands of years later and we're related to apes made out of a space soup, right? But I do believe now, think about it, how viral, for lack of a better word, would a video go if God's beautiful presence was shining down now? Sometimes I ask God when I'm praying, like, God, why did you reserve your beautiful presence for then when you know, there's people all over the world at that time. There's other nations. But you chose this wonderful nation to be yours. They rejected you. And you showed out for them. You showed up for them. Hallelujah. And they rejected you. I was like, but if you were to do that now, God, I really don't think as many people would reject you. Of course, we have to understand, I I see the world through butterflies and fuzzy bunnies and rainbows, okay? I am an optimist, I fully admit it. But I do believe that if God shown his presence and there wasn't a tabernacle going on right now, that with these viral videos and these news reports and the way technology works now, that there would be no denying for those non-believers that God exists. So I ask God, why? Why did you reserve your beautiful showing out for then and not now? <sighs> oh, what it would have been like to live in biblical times. Now, I'm not saying God doesn't show up for us now and their supernatural experiences. Don't misunderstand me. But I would have loved to have seen these experiences. That's all I'm saying. His presence, meaning God's, a cloud by day and fire by night, marked his presence at the tabernacle, which was quite literally in their midst. When the cloud lifted, they moved on. When the, it settled again, they encamped. No movement of the cloud no movement of the people. So I do like the way we have read two different versions of a Bible study handbook. So another good one, by the way, is Holman's uh, Bible study handbook. How do you spell, describe that? H-O-L-M-A-N-S, right? Holman's. 
Bible study handbook. I like the older versions of it because it has better pictures. That is just me. With each revision, they be taking stuff out. You think they're adding stuff to it, but they're really removing stuff. Get some books that were before the 1950s, in my opinion, and you'll be golden. Amen and amen in Jesus' name. All right, now we're going to move on to the biblical portion of the Bible study. Like I said before, I love the Geneva 1560 edition of the Bible. I feel that's the Bible God led me to study out of, but you are more than welcome to read whichever version of the Bible God has led you to. I'm not one of those people, and I do mean to say it that way, who are controlling, who try to tell you what to do and all this. I have my preferences based off my relationship with God on what Bible I study from and I believe God gave me that freedom and God will give you that freedom just ask God to lead and guide you and he'll he'll work it all now in Jesus name amen amen let's pray father God in the blessed name of our Jesus Christ of Nazareth thank you for giving us your word thank you for giving us this Bible study thank you for giving us this day hallelujah thank you for showing up and showing out for us Lord we love you we praise you we worship you we adore you you are the only living god and we give you all the honor and all the glory through your only begotten son our yeshua hamashiach our lord our christ hallelujah filled with the holy spirit the ruha kadish and sealed with the blood of our christ amen and amen numbers chapter 9 we will read about the reminder of god's call to the nation of israel to observe the passover Observing the Passover is more than simply a meal. Observing the Passover is acknowledging the one who makes salvation possible, who has made salvation attainable, and we are sitting down and by his order and acknowledging him who without him, there is nothing that can or would have ever existed, our Yeshua. Even in biblical times, here in the book of Numbers, our Savior of the world existed and is being, and we are being commanded by the Lord our God to acknowledge Him, our Savior. Many would say, but Marie, there's no need to observe the Passover. Now, our Savior is sitting at the right hand of our Father who is in heaven. But I say this, when does forever run out? When forever runs out, that's when God's statue ends. And if we are truly followers of Christ, we must follow Christ, our Jesus, completely. And Jesus observed the Passover. Even, even the night before our Jesus gave, ooh, I'm going to keep it together. Before our Jesus willingly gave up himself for us. Uh, lastly, I was praying and I was asking God, God, what is a thousand year reign going to be like? And I'm just guessing, I'm just guessing because we're not, I'm not there and I don't know. But I'm guessing the thousand year reign will be something like what we read in the book of Numbers, something like we read in the book of Leviticus, and something like we read in the book of God where he says observe my commandments follow my ordinances follow my statutes observe these biblical feasts I believe this when we read the book about 
the thousand year reign of Christ, it says, who will be ruling? Our Jesus and those who serve with him. That is it. And it describes everything of the leadership chain of command, exactly what is written in the book of Exodus, what is written in the book of Leviticus, and what is written in the book of Numbers. Please go and read that. I think teachers or pastors or whoever who only study and teach uh, the New Testament without giving the foundation of where the New Testament came from, which is the Old Testament in Word of God and the Torah, I believe they're doing such a, a, a sad disservice to their congregation. Because how can we know what our Jesus meant unless we understand when our Jesus sat down and he said, as often as you gather, do this in remembrance of me. Unless we look at what God commanded his Levitical priests um, and how he commanded them to observe the biblical feast. Now, I'm not saying go get a firstborn fatty calf because our Jesus has paid it all. But they still were required to observe the Passover, observe Rosh Hashanah, observe all the other biblical holidays. This is what our Jesus did. And if we're followers of Christ, let's follow him. Amen. He says, follow me. Amen, Jesus. I'm coming, my Lord. I love you. <laughs> Amen. All right. I seriously doubt during the thousand reign of Christ that we will be celebrating any of these earthly, quote unquote, holidays, which are not rooted in God at all. They're pagan. They're pagan. I said it. Can't take it back. I believe during the thousand reign of Christ, we will be selling, celebrating God's biblical feast minus the um, offerings, no, minus the sacrifices. This is what I believe. We can always go to God, ask and confirm. If we are brides with oil, if we are the brides with oil for our lamps, waiting for the return of our bridegroom, Better to be found observing God's biblical feasts than be without the oil or the anointing of God and be celebrating and found celebrating these pagan holidays. That's just my belief, but always go God and confirm. Amen and amen. Numbers chapter 5, Geneva 1560 edition of the Bible. And the Lord spoke unto Moses in the wilderness of Sinai in the first month of the second year after they were out of the land of Egypt, saying, The children of Israel shall also celebrate the Passover at ye time appointed unto. In the fourth day of this month at even, ye shall keep it in his due season according to all the ordinances of it how do we know what the ordinances are of the passover you got to go back to the book of exodus during that time of what and read what the lord our god commanded through his prophet moses of how to celebrate the passover now i don't believe we need to go get lamb's blood and put it on our our doorpost because the lamb is all is obviously our Jesus. I don't believe we need to do that part. I don't believe we need to do any sacrifices. But I do believe this. 
I do believe, since Jesus is our salvation, that at the very least, we need to sit down, stay indoors, and celebrate the Passover with our Father with the hymns and the praising and the raisings and the songs and a nice, beautiful, biblical feast. That's what I believe and that's what me and my house do. But always go to God and confirm. According to the ordinances of it and according to all the ceremonies thereof shall ye keep it. Then Moses spoke unto the children of Israel, meaning the entire nation of Israel, to celebrate the Passover. And they kept the Passover in the fourteenth day of the first month at evening in the wilderness of Mount Sinai. According to all that who the Lord, meaning Jesus, had commanded Moses, so ye did the children of Israel do. Now, when it says the Lord... <clears throat> Biblically speaking, the Lord is his lordship, meaning our king, God, you know, Jesus Christ, the king of kings. So when it says Hashem, right, that is part of the part of God, which is part of his uh, attributes, right? The law of God. When it says, um, how do you say before my Lord? There is Hashem. And then before they were calling him Hashem, right? They were calling God. <coughs> Excuse me. Let me get some tea. I'm sorry. Oh, excuse me. They were they were either calling him Elohim, right? Or another time, Jesus, our Lord, will say Abba. So when you go to God as your father and you're seeking fatherly advice, you would address God as Abba. If you are going to the courts of heaven and you are addressing our Lordship, which is our Christ, right? You would say, <coughs> are you, are, uh, are Yeshua, our King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, right? How we address God is how he is expecting us to communicate with him under what category i hope i'm making that clear and this is something that the torah teaches which i barely understood just a month ago and i was like that makes sense god why didn't i see this before well god will reveal stuff to us in our own time when it's meant for us in that season how we address god is important now i know <clears throat> Some individuals, you know, when they're just starting out speaking to God, we might speak to God in um unprofessional <laughs> or um, very sophomoric or hey buddy buddy kind of way. But it's improper. But I do believe God allows for grace because God is meeting us where we are at and then he is going to lift us up as we grow in him spiritually does that make sense i don't believe as we grow in christ that we should be 20 years down the line speaking to god in the same manner as we were in day one that doesn't show growth and if we were to go back and read um the community scroll which is from the dead sea scrolls or the sacred teachings of the temple 
It states that every two years there was a spiritual evaluation for the priests and if they hadn't progressed in their spiritual relationship with God and um, removed anything that was their lacking or shortcomings before, they didn't get promoted so to speak. They weren't going to be the high priest of the tabernacle without any spiritual growth. Amen and amen. But let's continue on here. So the links that I provided here in the blog are links to the YouTube uh, classes that we did on Exodus chapter 7 where we went over what Hashem, right? That's the Spirit of God that is upon the nation of Israel and Egypt at this time bringing those 10, those 10 plagues, you know? Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. So these are the two classes where it went over in detail what the symbolism was for everything in the Passover and why we, I believe, based off God's word, we're still commanded to follow it even today. Now take it with a grain of salt, always confirm with God. Amen and amen. Continuing on, Numbers chapter 9 out of Geneva 1560 edition of the Bible. And certain men were defiled by a dead body and they might not keep the passover the same day and they came before who before moses which is god's prophet right and before evan aaron who is moses three-year older brother the high priest of the tabernacle they came the same day and those men said unto them we are defiled by a dead body honesty Wherefore we keep back, will we for be kept back that we may not offer an offering unto the Lord in the time thereunto appointed among the children of Israel? Then Moses said in his wisdom, hallelujah. This is why I always say, please go confirm with God. Don't trust me. Don't trust anyone else on the TV or on a screen or on a meme, whatever it is go to God and ask. And Moses, the prophet of God said unto them, stand still, I will hear what the Lord will command concerning you. Amen. I love it when Christians say, you know what? I don't know, I'm gonna have to pray on it. I'm gonna have to talk to God or whatever it is. It warms my heart because I do believe if many of us Christians would truly trust in the Lord, lean not on our own understanding and go and ask God, so many problems would get alleviated. Once we build up our discernment muscles and we could see where the Spirit of God is leading us left, right, straight, take this job, move here, date this person, don't date that person, wear green that day instead of blue, whatever the case may be, when we follow God, life is just so much better. It truly is. Ooh, when we go against God and not hark on on to his voice, that's when trouble happens. So Moses goes to God and asks God, what shall happen concerning these individuals, correct? So I ask God, is this an event of the Unitandrum God? Is this an event where Moses would have gone and cast lots? Not in the negative way, but in the way of asking God to show uh, supernaturally through a showing of what he wants him to do or translate to um, his people. 
Or would this have been a case where God would have spoke to Moses face to face and and met him, right? Because God spoke to Moses face to face as one talking with a friend. How beautiful that must have been. Moses must have been on another level of spirituality, one that many of us haven't ever seen before, right? To be that holy and righteous that you could be in the presence of a holy and righteous God. Ooh, amazing. Anyhow, so I believe there are three possible options of something that would have, of how this event would have taken place taken place when Moses went to speak to God. Either the Unum Trandrum, where Moses would have went um, and and asked God, and God would have supernatu supernaturally lit up the breastplate, right? With the stones that had the names of the nation of Israel on it. And God would have told Moses through the stones, with the lighting of the stones, it would have made a word telling Moses what to do. or Moses would have been like, God, if they're supposed to celebrate it or not celebrate it, will you give me a sign? And God would have showed Moses a sign or God would have showed up and spoke to Moses face to face. These are the three options I believe are possible. Regarding casting lots or unum tantrum, this was the process of the lighting up of the breastplate worn by the high priest of the tabernacle. When the prophet of God would ask God a question, the breastplate stones of remembrance would light up. The lighting up of the breastplates would be a certain pattern based off of the 12 tribes, which would spell out words in the language of Hebrew. This was one of the supernatural and spiritual ways of which our God, our Father in Heaven, would use to communicate with His prophets and His high priests. Now, I we did do a class on that. I shared that in the last Bible study, so please go and check out uh, Numbers chapter 8 if you would like to review the Unum Tangem class. It's actually one of my favorite, favorite lessons in the book of Leviticus and exodus exodus leviticus so go check that out amen numbers chapter 9 geneva 1560 edition of the bible and the lord spoke unto moses saying speak unto the children of israel and say if any among you or your uh prostinate like um your prostinate your traveling your newcomers your visiting friends if any among you or your prostinate traveling shall be unclean by a reason of a corpse or be on a long journey, your TAD, you're out of town, you're on vacation, and the Passover happens, you shall keep the Passover unto the Lord. In the fourth day of the second month, at evening, they shall keep it with unclean bread, I'm sorry, unleavened bread and sour herbs um most of them use the sour herbs right this is so funny what is that other thing they use like sauerkraut and <laughs> what is that thing horseradish thank you lord oh my gosh i actually started liking horseradish after i started eating it on the passover but that i put it in my sandwiches now but it's kind of like wasabi in my opinion so those who haven't tried it, it tastes like wasabi. Okay, so sour herbs, um, they shall eat it. They shall leave none of it until the morning, nor break any bone of it. And meaning um, of the lamb, right? Because that's what they were eating. 
According to all the ordinances of the Passover, shall they keep it. But the man who is clean and is not journeying and neglects to keep the Passover, the same person shall be cut off, meaning removed from the tribe. You lose your inheritance. You are ixnay done. Get off this land. Get out of that tent. You leave with what you have on your back. That's what God meant when he when um, he said cut off, he meant they were shunned for the rest of their earthly life. God wasn't playing any games. Now, do I believe God cuts people off in this time? Me personally, I don't believe that. But could I be wrong? Yes, because I'm just a little human. So go and ask God, God, would I be cut off once I know about the Passover and I willingly choose not to observe it? And however God answers you is however God answers you. As for me and my house, we are observing the Passover in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Cut off from his people because he brought not an offering to the Lord in his due season. That man shall bear his sin. If a stranger dwell among you and keep the Passover of the Lord as the ordinance of the Passover and the manner thereof, so shall he do. Ye shall have one law, both for the stranger. Mm -mm -mm. Woo, I'm going to repeat that one more time. Ye shall have one law for both the stranger and for him who was born in the same land. Stop. Marie, what does this mean? Well, let me explain this, okay? And I'm going to say this as gently as possible. Christians, brothers and sisters in Christ, Quit letting others who don't know the Lord try and dictate to us how we are supposed to live. We listen to God. If we have neighbors, visitors, relatives coming up in our house, and it is the time of the biblical feast, guess what we should be doing the days of the biblical feast? Observing the biblical feast. But Marie, they're not Christian. Um, they're whatever else. As kings and queens in Christ, you need to be ruling that territory. I need to be ruling this territory. We need to be ruling this territory. When someone steps on our territory, we are, for lack of a better words, the lordship over that manor. They need to be coming up correct and observing the Lord's commandments. And if we are following what are Yeshua HaMashiach, what the Lord our God and His Ruha Kedish, Holy Spirit says to do, we are observing the biblical feast. Don't let anybody, anybody, listen to me, children of God, because I promise you I have dealt with this. Do not let anybody bring that sin into your household. Do not let them bring pornographs. Don't let them bring no self-love masturbation up in your house don't let them bring some drunkardness don't let them bring that funny smoke don't let anyone bring anything that is not of god into your house and let me tell you this why the devil lucifer and satan which we rebuking yeshua is a great name is just waiting for an opportunity to attack god's children and the enemy will come against god's children with any excuse Lord, 
shield and cover us in the loving saving blood of our Yeshua HaMashiach. I'm just providing an example. Listen to me, children of God. If we allow, because it's the holiday season, is it not? Okay. If we allow others who don't want to live godly lives up in our house during these holiday seasons when all these plagues, raids, and everything else is going on, I'm telling you, the devil's going to go before the Lord and find cause against us in the courts of heaven. And then there's going to be trouble next year when we're supposed to have blessings. We could be like the nation of Israel during the time of Egypt, right? And all those plagues are going on just a couple miles away. But we're standing in the sunshine. Our cattle is good. Our homes are good. And we're celebrating feasts indoors. While the nation of Egypt is getting some hell, brimstone fire, locusts, uh, boils, froggies up in their bed, everything like that. Please, if you do not hear anything else, this Bible study, follow God no matter what. They can get mad. They can say you're weird. They can say last week you were dropping it like it's hot, but this week you're observing the Passover. Say yes. Amen. And just keep moving. If they cannot respect your relationship with God, they cannot appreciate your presence in the Lord. Let them appreciate your absence in their life. Amen. In Jesus' name. Let's continue. As the manner thereof is, so shall he do. Ye shall have one law both for the stranger and for him who was born in the land. Amen. That means your Christian and your non-Christian visitors will observe the Lord up under your roof. How I love how God points out here how we as children of God are to ensure our company or strangers or newcomers to the faith are to ensure that we observe God's laws including his biblical feasts. The world wants Christians to believe that if we as Christians observe God's laws that we are pushing our religion on other people. But the truth is, we're being obedient to God. We're not pushing our religion on anyone else. Amen. If our relationship with God offends someone, maybe those people who should not be our people or around us, so they won't be offended. They can go somewhere else with that. Because I guarantee you, they don't mind talking about sin is sin sin. They don't mind pushing their... Uh, demonic music on us they don't mind pushing their filth they don't mind pushing their sodomite lifestyle or who they be shacking up and hooking up with outside of the holy uh wedlock of uh of a marriage you see what i mean they don't mind pushing that's not considered pushing their little demonic lifestyle on us but we simply say god bless you or merry christmas or Hey, I'm going to church. Would you like to go with me? All of a sudden, we're pushing our relationship or religion on them. They're a bunch of hypocrites. I'm sorry. They are. I don't like it. If you can't be good with Jesus, you can't be good with me. I love you. We can, we can talk. We can pass by. But I guarantee you, as for me and my house, we serve the Lord. We will not be kicking it or hanging out or celebrating any type of holiday if with people who aren't right with God. That's just me for the level I am at with God. Amen. But we all have our own personal relationship with God. I obviously lean towards the extreme. Well, not extreme. I shouldn't say that way. I do my best to stay, to stay strict with God. 
because also we have to understand I'm a teacher of God's word. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I was going out to the club like on a Friday night, which is the Sabbath, and then try to come up here <laughs> on Sunday or wherever day and be talking about God is good, y'all. Let's stay right with God. What would I be? Big old fat hypocrite. You know what I mean? And God would be like, nope. You know, that would be a whole lot of trouble. So I obviously, or those who teach God's word, we need to be especially careful. Just like the priests in biblical times, they had to be especially clean in order to receive the offerings and do the sacrifices or else they were cut off. They were removed from the tabernacle. They were kicked out of the tribe and they were, I don't know, sent somewhere to the other land where all the, um, the third part of the land, like we talked about, where all the outcasts got sent, like with the leopards <laughs> and all of those who wanted to live a sinful life, that's where they would be sent. Anyhow, let's continue reading uh, Numbers chapter 9, verse 15. Excuse me, Geneva 1560 edition of the Bible. And when the tabernacle was reared up, a cloud covered the tabernacle, namely the tabernacle of testimony. This is um, the holies of holies part of the tabernacle. The beautiful cloud would shine down from the heavens in a pillar. And we went over what Roman pillars look like and Greek pillars look like. So it was just to give us an idea. Oh my gosh. Hey, Chris, long time no see. God bless you, sir. Um, we went over what earthly pillars look like. So just to give us an idea of what God's holy pillar probably looked like shining down. But hey, pray in the spirit and why not ask God to show you what his presence looks and maybe he might show you something different. That would be amazing. But let's continue reading. Even there was upon the tabernacle as the presence of fire until the morning. So it was always. The cloud covered it by day and the appearance of fire by night. Could you imagine that? A beautiful appearance of fire shining down from heaven this is what i'm talking about y'all god why my lord why why did you reserve all your beautiful showing out and show showing up for back then like i want to see it now you know what i mean it would have been so wonderful oh oh well maybe soon right and the cloud was taken up from up from the tabernacle then afterward the children of Israel journeyed meaning they uh, uh, would start gathering their tribes and picking up and we're gonna go into a little bit of what the sequence was of picking up and moving out in uh, numbers chapter 10 so I will save that later in the place where the cloud aboded the children of Israel pitched their tents at the commandment, hallelujah, of the Lord, the children of Israel journeyed, and at the commandment of the Lord, they pitched. As long as the cloud aboded upon the tabernacle, they lay still. And when the cloud tarried still, the cloud aboded upon the tabernacle, they lay still. And when the cloud tarried still upon the tabernacle a long time, the children of Israel kept watch for the Lord and journeyed not. So when the cloud aboded a few days on, upon the tabernacle, they aboded in their tents according to the commandment of ye Lord. For they journeyed at the commandment of the Lord. And though the tabernacle 
aboded upon the tabernacle for even until morning, yet if the cloud was taken up in the morning, then they would journey. So this means when the cloud lifted, they moved. Even, aww. God bless you, Raul. I miss you too. Love you too. Um, so even when the cloud lifted, even if it was one day, they would pick up and move. Even if it was a couple of hours, you know, they would be pitching their tents and they would pick up and move if God's spirit lifted. That's basically essentially what it's saying. It didn't matter if it was a week time span, a month time span, or 24 hours. They were following the Lord and his command and we have to understand his command at this time is simply lifting up and going god wasn't speaking hey nation of israel get up and move lord i'm not blaspheming i'm i'm proving a point it was simply god's presence and that's why i truly believe we should be simply following god's presence now i don't believe Christians, oh, this is probably going to offend some people. You don't need me. You don't need me. I promise you, you don't need me. But you do need God and His presence in your life. And here's why. When God picks up and moves, we should be moving. When God says rest and stand still, we should be resting and standing still. And this means for anything. If you're thinking about buying a boat, and God hasn't picked up and moved you to buy that boat, don't buy the boat. If God hasn't moved you to buy that house, don't buy the house. If God hasn't moved you to date that person, don't date that person. If God hasn't moved you to eat, don't eat fast. I don't know. But the point is, if we could be sensitive to the Spirit of God, and we would so journeyed when He lifted and stood still when He was resting His beautiful presence upon us, our lives, I promise you, I promise you, for it is written right here in this chapter, would be so much easier. Oh, if we could only be that obedient, huh? Well, we can try. <laughs> we can try in Jesus' name. Let's continue reading. Or if the cloud tarried two days or a month or a year upon the tabernacle abiding thereon, the children of Israel abode still and journeyed not. But when it was taken up, they journeyed at the commandment, meaning just the lifting of God and his presence, they pitched at the commandment, meaning just the presence of the Lord. They journeyed, keeping watch, looking up, searching God's face of the Lord at the commandment for the father by the hand of Moses. So they had a prophet to lead them and we're gonna hear and in, in the next chapter how moses would sound the beautiful silver trumpets and it would it would tell them to gather and and when to lead their the items when to pick their tents up when to gather their family and their animals but even even when moses sounded the trumpets what came first was god's presence command lifting. I pray in Jesus' name that more and more of us as children of God just sit still with God and, and, and practice praying in the Spirit. God, what should I eat today? God, what should I wear today? God, 
you know, I have the day off. What should I do with my day that will glorify you? And if God shows you a beautiful movie in your mind, I'm not talking new age. I'm talking speaking with God. God shows you a beautiful movie in your mind that he wants you to go to the grocery store and buy milk. Go to the grocery store and buy milk. You never know why God is asking you to do something, but you need to trust in him. Why you would need milk? And then you're like, well, I'm lactose intolerant. I don't know. Maybe God knows you're supposed to give milk to someone later. I've had that happen before. Um, <laughs> so that I know it's an odd example. But um, God has told me to do some things. And I'm like, well, all right, Lord. You know, and I get up and I go. And a week or two pass by. And then he's like, this is why I wanted you to do that. Here's your opportunity. And then I would complete whatever task. And I'm telling you right now, I, I'm going to keep it together. I'm not going to cry. I could understand why God gave me those experiences. And then I would be able to come on here and speak to everyone and give a beautiful testimony of something so simple of God saying, pick up that book, Marie. And I'm like, I already have this copy. Pick up the book. Amen, Father. I'm picking up the book. I'm buying the book. And then later, God tells me to go to a bar. I promise you this is a true story. I went to a bar. And God said, put the book in your purse. I'm, you're going to give that book to someone at the bar. And it was a devotional book. Very cute, by the way. Devotional book. And I go to this bar. And I'm telling you. I sat down and there was this beautiful uh, young lady who was bartending and um, she, we strike up a conversation and she told me my life. I'm telling you right now, I'm not talking psychic, I'm not talking medium, I'm not talking new age. We got in a conversation and if you meet me, we're talking about Jesus because I love Jesus. I'm not pushy, I'm not anything like that, but I just talk about my life, and my life is Jesus. She starts telling me, and I'm not going to tell her personal information, but I'm telling you right now, children of God, the words she spoke, and I said this to her, you are telling me my life right now. She said, no way, I go, I promise you, I'm not lying. The experiences that you are telling me you went through, I went through also. And it took her back. She was visibly shocked. And then I reached in my purse, my bag, and I said, I think God wants me to give this to you. And I handed her this devotional. And she said, oh my goodness, I've been wanting one of these. Y'all, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, only God can make that happen. I had just moved to a new city months later or weeks earlier, I'd been planning to move and then God made this happen. I'm telling you, when God says, pick this up, get that, do that, just do it. You could be helping save someone's life. You could be helping change someone's life. And it's a beautiful thing. It's all for the glory of God. And God chose to use you. Ooh, that shows trust. Amen. The creator of the universe trusting you. That's amazing.
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right. Now we're going to get into the spiritual part of the Bible study, which I use the Bluestone Torah. I read and study from, there are many Torahs out there, but this one is mine. <laughs> um, and uh, the link uh, to a Torah online at Havad dot org library is in the link on the blog for those who would like to read on their own i did copy and paste the uh torah bible bible um verses on here there is obviously different words because it's a different translation um so the links are provided i'm to avoid redundancy i'm not going to read the bible verses again i'm simply going to go over the bible verses that the lord our god led me to um, so it's probably about five more minutes, five, ten more minutes of the Bible study. I'm going to read over my notes, but like I said, the Torah verses are on the screen on the blog for those who would like to read on their own time. Let's pray. Father God, in the blessed name of our Jesus Christ of Nazareth, thank you for giving us your Torah. Thank you for giving us Old Testament. Thank you for giving us the foundation of what we are supposed to learn and study. But above all, hallelujah. Thank you for giving us our Savior, the Savior of the world, our Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We pray this in your only begotten Son, our Yeshua HaMashiach's beautiful name, filled with the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, and sealed with the blood of Christ. Amen. And amen. <sighs> Numbers chapter 9. The only question I had here for the spiritual teaching was this. God, why did it take 40 years of them following you? Why in 40 years did the nation of Israel not repent and stay faithful to you, God? Why did it take so many showings and testing of your spirit and, and asking for a for uh, miracles to show out and they still didn't get it. Why did I ask God these questions? Well, because it kind of reminds me of what's going on now, right? God's people are asking for miracles, but we aren't following God's spirit. And this kept leading me back to a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And I just find myself praying to God. And this, this includes me too, because I'm not perfect. Believe you me. I pray to God every day. God, I pray to be more of an obedient child to you and more sensitive to the leading and guiding of your Holy Spirit. And before we close this out with a prayer, I truly, I truly pray that God's children maybe pray something like that too. To be sensitive to God's spirit and follow God's leading and guidance. Because God will never lead us astray. He will never lie to us. He, he works all things out for our good. Yes, absolutely. God doesn't call us to be perfect though. Okay, he doesn't. He just calls us to be righteous. Everyone who we will read about in the Bible, except for Jesus, Jesus is perfect, right? But everyone else wasn't. Oh, they had some faults, y'all. It was scandalous, right? But 
they tried. And, and I know many teach that there wasn't God's grace in the Old Testament. I don't believe that. In fact, the Torah teaches that if a priest accidentally, a priest of the tabernacle accidentally made a, a, a mistake, all they had to do was correct it and God understood. He would lead and guide them through his prophets and everything. So there was a grace, I believe, in Old Testament times. But God knows that we fall short. God knows that we have fallen short and we might fall short again. Come on, let's be honest. But we can try. We can try, we can try, we can try. And through Christ, we will succeed. Amen? Amen in Jesus' name. All right, children of God, that concludes this Bible study, Numbers chapter 9. I pray others truly got something out of this Bible study. I pray it blessed others in Jesus' name. I pray when we go forth, we feel a little bit more equipped, a little bit more led by God, and a little bit more confidence in the God we are reading and studying about. I encourage others, ask God. Seek God, ask God what version of the Bible you are supposed to read, and read and study about God in your own time. You don't need me. You don't need me. You have Jesus. Amen? And just like the Apostle Paul, Saul became Paul, right? Paul was personally taught by Jesus. So I believe, and this was after the crucifixion and resurrection, okay? So that means Paul learned in the spirit from Jesus read read the word of god i promise you it's in there for three years jesus personally taught apostle paul and if jesus could do it for the apostle paul who was a murderer he was a torturer he was a lot of evil things before christ got a hold of him right then god can do it for me and you god can do it for me and you and he will all we have to do is seek him. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this Bible study. We thank you for blessing us and everyone within the sound of our voice, Lord. We pray and we thank you that breakthroughs are on the horizon, Lord. We thank you that success is within our reach, Lord. We thank you that as we wake up and celebrate you every day and seek you first, Lord, and seek your face, that you will be leading and guiding us, Lord. We pray that each and every one of your children just become more and more sensitive to your spirit and your guiding, Lord. We thank you for giving us little lessons and little lessons so we can Learn to exercise these spiritual muscles, Lord, and as we gain in our relationship with you, Lord, we will have a renewed confidence. Hallelujah. We will have a new renewed self-esteem in Christ, Lord. We will become the great warriors, men and women of God, kings and queens that you knew we would be. Amen. We would just seek you first. As always, hallelujah, we pray for our towns, we pray for our city, we pray for our nation, we pray for this world, amen. May more and more souls come to Christ. We pray for our President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, amen, and all the patriots worldwide who are out there fighting, fighting for you, God, and fighting for your people and being so brave. We pray for those that are being falsely imprisoned, May they be loosed now and set free in Jesus' name. We pray for those that are being falsely accused. 
We pray for Kyle, Lord. We know that you have already made a great outcome for your honor, your glory possible, Lord. And we pray for your, every single warrior in Christ. We pray for our military. We pray for our peacemakers. Amen. We pray for our law enforcement. We pray for the whole body of Christ. All the prophets, all the seers, all the healers, all the saints. Amen. The choir, the ministers, the children's ministries, the other Bible studies, Lord. May each and every one of your people continue to be washed in the blood of our blessed Lamb, anointed from the top of their head to the sole of their feet. And may each and every one of our hearts be filled with your beautiful Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We pray this all in the mighty name of our Jesus Christ of Nazareth, filled with the Holy Spirit, the Ruha Kaddish, and sealed with the blood of Christ. Yes and Amen. All right, children of the Most High, ever-loving, living God, we will see each other back next Sabbath day. We will be going over Numbers chapter 10. The blog is already out for those who would like to read ahead. But until next time, may God keep you. May God bless you. May we all be forever written in the book of life.